Welcome to the Daily Path Podcast, where it's all about building an authentic life and business. I'm your host, Joe Winters Jr., and now for today's message. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Daily Path Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Winters Jr., and today I am joined by Scott Perry, who operates a coaching business that helps people get clear about who they really are and what they really want. Scott, welcome to the podcast. It's really, really great to be here, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real privilege. Thank you for joining me. So today I would like to talk to you about how you help people get clear on who they are and what they want, your journey as an entrepreneur, and any tips you have for new entrepreneurial coaches building an online business. So if you don't mind, I would like to briefly talk about or start with um, what you were doing before you began your coaching business and what led you to do the coaching you do today. Sure. Well, I actually, uh, right out of college, began uh, a career as a as a school teacher. I, I taught at some reasonably famous private schools in New England that people might recognize the name of. Uh, after just a few years, realized that that was probably not the best way for me to be playing my game. Uh, and so I bumped around and did a few things, but always at the back of my head was this idea of music because I had been uh, a guitarist in, in high school and college. And I always had this, I, this dream that I would give music a try. And so my wife and I were living in Chicago at the time. Uh, my first son had just been born and I kind of felt like if I didn't try it at that moment, I would probably never try it. So I began a career as a, a professional guitarist and, and guitar studio owner and my goal at the beginning was if I make enough today to do it again tomorrow, I'll just keep doing that until until mm. that plan doesn't work. Um, 25 years later, I was still a professional musician. Uh, you know, I, I can't I've lost track of how many people's lives I've corrupted by teaching them how to play the guitar. <laughs> and uh, but I, I started to like feel this other calling, like life was calling me to do something, something else. But it, it wasn't being very clear or I wasn't listening very closely to what that was. And I entered a program called the Alt MBA. It's a program created by Seth Godin. And what it really helped clarify for me was that I really was capable of doing much more and better than what I had been doing. Yeah. And um Fortunately for me, I was invited to become the head coach of the Akimba workshops that Seth developed after uh, I've completed the Alt MBA. And so I leveraged that five-year contract as a head coach in Akimba workshops to build a bridge to mm. what I'm doing now, which is, and it took that five years to kind of process and, and mm. blog and broadcast and right. do a little bit of praying and figure out that, you know, what I really want to do is help people do what I've done, which is mm. to transition in life uh in midlife into something that uh is feels more fulfilling mm. or just a little bit more meaning in my life makes a, a bigger impact um but do that with a greater sense of of prosperity and purpose and peace of mind and so mm. that's how i came to be doing what i'm doing now mm. thank you for sharing in the south golden program would like what would you say were the um the main benefits that helps you uh, build that bridge into the coaching you do now? Was it like, you know, certain coaching skills you picked up? Was it certain concepts or, or practices, um, you know, how to financially run a coaching business? Like what were, some, what were the, the benefits that came from that, that allowed you to build that bridge? So the program is designed to really 
puts you through this crucible where you're you're always outperforming your own expectations for what you can uh think and do in a given you know couple of hours and the real force multiplier of that program are the people that you're working with your your fellow mm-hmm. students they had fantastic coaches in that program i'm still very good friends with uh one of them and what happened was i you know i exited the program without any clear understanding of what it was i was going to do next but just clear clear that i was going to figure out how i could dial back on the performing and the guitar studio work and how i could move you know thoughtfully and deliberately into whatever was next what was interesting was that you know i immediately after that program i got hired to be a coach in the 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 next iteration of those programs the akimbo workshops which included the marketing seminar and mm. the story skills workshop the freelancers workshop the creatives workshop and while I was doing that work, people kept telling me, Scott, you're such a fantastic coach. You should just start a coaching business. And I was like, ah, I don't want to be a coach. Coaching's stupid. You know, nobody that's 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 a racket. And I was about three years in to figuring out what's next for me. And my wife, you know, we go out for a, a date every every Saturday, usually to the local coffee shop for brunch. And we were having brunch, and she says, you know, honey, I just think that it's time to look at this um, very expensive hobby of yours. You know, I know that you love it and I know that you're really having a lot of fun creating these broadcasts and blog posts and, but you know, you're not, it's not making any money. Um, this mm-hmm. but it is costing some money. And so I was like, yeah, I guess, you know, it's time to figure out how to, how to ter- make, have this thing at least pay for itself. So out of kind of desperation and well, I don't know what else to do. I'll just do this thing that everybody else said, I should do and I'll become a coach. And so what I ended up doing was I literally wrote up a Google doc with what my program was going to be, put a PayPal link in it. And I sent it to all the people that told me that they thought I would be a good coach. I said, okay, if you think I'm such a good coach, here's my coaching offer. And if I get at least 10 of you to buy this offer, Mm -hmm. I'll build out this program. I'll, I'll do this. And so 11 people signed up for my first program. And, uh, and then it's the same thing happened when I was a guitar teacher. I don't want to be a guitar teacher. I'm a, I'm a professional musician. As soon as I gave my first lessons, I was like, Oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I want to do this forever. And I had Mm. the same reaction when I started coaching my first 10 coaching clients, maybe just realized that coaching was the thing I really was meant for Mm. at this stage of my life um and so a lot of what i do now is just helping people avoid that you know three three or four years in the wilderness that i spent trying to figure it all out and figuring out how to do it in a way that actually um you know made a decent living Mm. now i by building you know helping people craft their offers find their audiences and then put together sales strategies that help them get that offer in front of the audience so that they can make a a a better living while they're making a bigger difference absolutely thank you for sharing that's such a uh interesting interesting story I, i wanted to uh start with when when you crafted your offer in a Google Doc, firstly, like for for anyone listening thinking about doing a coaching business, I mean, it doesn't get any more simple than that. I mean, to 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 take out a, a Google Doc and literally just write up what your coaching program is going to be, include a payment link, send it to a, a list of people, um, 
I mean, it sounds like a very simple way to get started. It, it's very practical and makes sense. Um, my question to you is because you included a PayPal link, was it like pay what you want or was it like you had a certain price attached to that? I think that first coaching offer was like $100 an hour and people would sign mm -hmm. up for something like eight weeks or 10 weeks uh, or something like that. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's obviously not what I'm charging these days. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, those, but, are, those, are, those are the first 10. That was a wild. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that almost every coach I've ever worked with or any and many coaches that are people that decide to become coaches that that's just everyone's comfort zone. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm going to chart and you know, the, 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 the discussion around pricing and value and, um, you know, what you offer is so much more than the features and benefits that you, mm -hmm. you might list out. Um, you know, that's a conversation that most of us have to have after we get some reps in, uh, and some experience, uh, you know, before we're ready to go. And I, I mean, by the same token, I'm not a big ticket guy. Like I really don't believe in, um, I, I <laughs> high ticket offers, you know, $10,000 for, you know, some sort of um, three, six, 12 month program or whatever. Uh, just, I've, I've bought some of those programs. Um, mm. And I, you know, what I have found is that, you know, when you're, when you're buying those programs from the gurus, you're buying something that worked for, for someone with a lot more resources than you. Mm. Uh, and you're buying a program that worked for them in the past. Well, you're not that person. You don't have those resources and it's not the past. It's right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in, uh, make putting things together that are catalysts, something that yeah. I, I don't want to waste anybody's time, money or right. effort. So let's, mm -hmm. let's figure out exactly what you need to do yeah. or you know, where do you really want to be at where are you really now what are the assets that you have that you can start leveraging and how do we close that gap in the least amount of time mm. possible i had the same philosophy as a guitar teacher it's like i don't want to be your guitar teacher for the rest of your life i mm. want to i want to get you where you want to be as quickly as possible and if you want to continue there's always right. always things to learn right. and maybe you learn them from me but maybe i need to turn you over to the classical guitarist down the hall or right. or somebody else but um yeah, I, I got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but the, the pricing thing is, 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 you know, tricky. Um, but the most important thing is you got to start. So start if it's a hundred dollars an hour, start with a hundred dollars an hour. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. I, um, you know, I, I wanted to comment on that because when it comes to a lot of high ticket coaching programs where the program is coaching only, what I have actually found too, is the, the very exact thing you're saying. Like I, I once heard Alex Hermosi say this, which I kind of think is like, the key to making like a high ticket coaching program work. He was talking about um, how he believes that the best coaching programs nowadays um, that are high ticket would most likely be delivered by someone that has more of like a agency type of business where there are done for you components, because um, as long as there are done for you components, they are actively um, rolling up their sleeves and taking apart in where the industry is or what is working now. Cause with a lot of coaching only programs, as you mentioned, it usually is what worked for someone God knows how many years ago. Like, um, and, um, whereas if you are, um, continuing to be hands-on by doing the thing with your client 
in addition to coaching, it allows you things to be more um, applicable in the present moment. So thank you for sharing that. And I, I also want to speak to um, speaking about how like, you know, the, the conversation around value is tricky, um, especially when you're first getting started, because um, I, I too also agree that for many people, getting the reps in first is actually what's going to be necessary before you can even answer the question about like how much value you believe you could provide for whatever dollar amount. Um, it, it, it does make sense to just come out and say, look, I'm, I am going to do it per hour for X amount of hours over the course of eight weeks, 10 weeks, as you mentioned, especially for someone who wants to get started right now, don't have an offer. That makes sense. Um, because it's like, get started, like be focused on, um, getting other people results, building relationships and, and doing active market research. Um, so I, thank you for sh sharing that, uh, for, for someone that is currently contemplating like, or they're being told they should do coaching. Here we go. They're being told they should do coaching and they think, you know, ah, coaching is stupid, <laughs> you know, similar to how you, how you thought, um, what would you what, like, what would you say to them, uh, to, to help them make the decision if coaching may be right for them or might not be right for them. I think in some, when I was a guitar instructor, I would just, my students would come in and, and um, I'd ask them, you know, what their aspirations were. And they, they would just say, I want to be a musician. I'd say, Oh, but you already are a musician. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, what? No, I don't play anything. It's like, well, Music is actually just made up of three things. It's made up of melody, harmony, and rhythm. Mm. Do you know how to tap your foot to a song? Can you dance? You've got rhythm down. Do you, Can you whistle a song, sing a song, hum a song? You've got melody down. Mm. I'm going to teach you your first four chord shapes, and that's going to give you the harmony that you need to play this instrument. But you've been playing this instrument, your voice, you know, for a long time now. I think... You know, when I was a teacher, I felt like everyone was, a, I felt like my students were teaching me more often than mm -hmm. I was teaching them. And I think that everybody, you know, if a coach's ultimate job <clears throat> is to help help someone get from where they are to where they want to be, we are all coaches because, you know, mm -hmm. parenting becomes a coaching act, being um, mm -hmm. a spouse that helps, you know, helps their partner get to where they want to be next in life that coaching is involved. Mm -hmm. So I think I, what happened to me was I was really hung up on what I call the identity trap, right? Mm -hmm. There's, you can't swing a stick on LinkedIn without hitting a dozen coaches, mm -hmm. clarity coaches, confidence coaches, transformation coaches, business coaches, leadership coaches, you know, the and, and I'm kind of making fun, and, but I also want to be transparent and say I've I've tried all of those those identities as a coach. The the bottom line is, <clears throat> if you are uh, if you are a person that cares about other people, if you are the kind of person that uh, believes that you enhance your life most through serving other people then there's going to be a coaching component to what you do, even if you end up going down or, you know, a product path or a service mm -hmm. path or, or anything else. The thing about coaching is it's, there's no um, 
there's no friction to entry, right? You you don't have right. to you don't have to have a certification. I don't have a certification. When people say, "What's your certification?" I worked for Seth Godin for five years. If that's not good enough, I don't know what will be. Um, and you know, usually when people are asking for certification, they're looking for deniability. Well, he mm. he was certified and it didn't work, so it, you know, it, mm. it, it's, it was not meant to be. You know, it's and mm. I just think that. Uh, you know, when I am working with midlife professionals that are trying to figure out what they're going to do, um, I encourage them to just to consider and give it a try because it doesn't, there's, there's no, nothing that really has to be, you don't have to go through a program or build a website or do any of these things. It's just like, tell people what you're able to help them with. And see if anybody that you know wants you to help them with that. Because if you, once you do that, again, my experience, you want to be able to imagine doing anything else. But because I think once you've experienced seeing the light go on in someone's eyes, you know, when they have that epiphany, that aha moment, uh, that takeaway, and they actually do something with it, and it helps them close the gap. Uh, between where they are and where they want to be it's really 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 infectious and um there's you know much much harder ways to make a living so with your work you help people get clear on who they are and what they want what's your step-by-step method from taking someone who's working with you for the first time from not knowing what they want and who they are to knowing who they are and what they want uh, it's a great question. Um, you know, most of the time when people are coming to me, they do have some clarity about what they want. Um, they just don't know how to articulate it. Because what people usually do is they, I mean, you tr- give this a try. Ask some people, what do you want? What What do you want in life? And they will tell you more money or more time. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, Joe. I am not able to make more time. There's 24 hours in a day. We all get the same allotment and I can't expand that or, or add on to that. Right. And, you know, the other thing about time and money is they're, they're, they're not really, they're not good aspirations because I have met and worked with people that have all more money than they can ever spend in their lives. And they are still profoundly unhappy. So if if money is what you're chasing, what in my experience I have found is that even, you know, for most people, when they hit that income number, it's not enough. And they just keep chasing after more. Mm-hmm. Um, so the better question is, what do you want that time and money for? What would you do if you had more time and money? Mm. And then, you know, when once they start to articulate that, then it's just a question of asking why over and over and over again, because what what we are meaning making machines we are aspirational aiming creatures human beings and we are and we we seek significance and meaning in our lives mm-hmm. and uh by asking people why they want that thing that they want oftentimes they find out that what they initially say is not exactly what they want they were pointed in the right direction they were just a degree or two off but if you're a degree or two off, you might as well be a mile off because you won't have that feeling of being on the path and, um, mm-hmm. you know, being in harmony with yourself until you are actually in that groove and heading towards 
you know, where your life is calling you to go. So once we establish the destination, mm. we have to, you know, we have to define where we're starting from because what we're going to end up doing is we're going to, uh, you know, if you're going to get in the car and go somewhere, you have to have, you have to plug in the destination and the starting point. Otherwise right. it can't get you there. Right. And I'm, I'd rather use Google maps than MapQuest. Right. Mm -hmm. So thing about MapQuest is it prints out, you print out the directions and this is the only way you're going to go. And mm -hmm. if a power line goes across the road or the bridge goes out, you're stuck because MapQuest doesn't adjust on the fly. Mm. Google Maps lets you course correct based mm. on the conditions that you're in along the way. So in terms of the, um, the, the determining where we're starting at, I think people actually have less clarity about where they're starting. Um, they don't have a real uh, accounting of the assets that they actually possess, not just money, but you know, where are you spending your time now? Where are you mm. paying attention? lending your attention now um you know what, what because when if we say that we want this thing but we're spending money on all these things that are actually not helping us get any closer in fact are distracting us and getting us further away we're kind of acting like a jerk because you're saying i want this thing this is my espoused value but i'm acting in a way that mm. is not acting like that kind of person. So by starting with that accounting and audit of all their resources, we can say, okay, listen, actually we're a lot closer than we, than you might initially have thought, because if we stop spending money on all these things that don't really matter, and if right. we stop spending time in all these things that are just you know, distractions and waste of time, right. then we've already started to close the gap Getting clear about who you are is not something that I find people are really eager to, to raise their hand for, but it's the oldest mm. question we've been asking ourselves. I mean, the above the Oracle of Delphi in uh, Greece, it says, know thyself. I mean, it's really important. And so that we're usually backing into that by start by finding where they're starting. We're also finding what are the behaviors that we need to adopt if we're going to uh, accelerate on this vector that we've set up? We know where we're starting, we know where we're going, and we want to accelerate to that as quickly as possible. And that's going to that's gonna require us to um, see, be, and do things differently because what got you where you are won't get you where you want to be. Right. Because what got, we're creatures that... The thoughts and actions that we are engaged in today, 95% of them are what we did yesterday and 95% of them are what we're going to do tomorrow. We have to change some of those things mm. if we're going to make a change happen. Absolutely. So, you know, it, that sounds maybe like a pretty heavy lift, but honestly, we can, you know, in, in our initial session, you know, I give my clients a little bit of uh, a couple of surveys to take ahead of time that will help them define their values, their guiding principles and core beliefs, their core talents. Um, and once we have an accounting of, you know, those things, their assets they're starting with, that defining the the starting, the, the destination and the starting point 
can be done in really just one or two sessions. And then it's all about system reliability. So what do I mean? Any system is perfectly designed to get the results that you want. And so system reliability is this idea that uh, as human beings, we think that the more things we add to a system, the more effective it will be. That's actually the opposite is true. The more things you add to a system, the more you drive down the efficiency and the effectiveness because it's system reliability is not additive. <clears throat> it's uh, it's multiple multiplicative. It's the it's the product of the efficiency mm. of each component. So what I do is mm. I help clients find like what are the three things that have to happen in order for you to get from where you are to where you want to be. And everybody thinks I need more than three things, but I've never worked with anybody that needed more than three. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to distill it down. So just as a, for instance, when I built my business into a business that generates $10,000 a month in income by working 10 hours a week with 10 clients, where I started was where most coaches are. They've got, they, they spend all their time polishing their website, polishing their logo, working on their email sequences, grinding out content, trying to be everywhere all at once on social media, building webinars, mm. buying Instagram strategy programs, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, you just created a full-time job out of doing a whole bunch of things that actually are not getting returning. The return on investment is zero. Mm. What do you need to build a successful business? What do you need to build a successful business of any kind? You need an offer that's irresistible. You need an audience that's eager. And you need a sales success strategy that puts that offer in front of that audience. And when I say irresistible offer, eager audience, we're talking about irresistible and eager enough. Mm. Mm. And what I find is, you know, most coaches spend two hours a day, maybe doing the work they love, the coaching, and eight hours a day doing the work they hate, grinding out content and kind of, you know, engaging in inane conversations on social media. And so what we do is we go in and clear the cruft. Like, we're going to get rid of all these things that you're doing that you don't need to do. Mm. We're going to recapture eight hours a day just in eliminating all the stuff that you are wasting your time on. And we're going to get the three things that need to be done right, right enough, because if we can get your system performing consistently, then the way that we'll optimize that system is we're going to take whichever component is the least efficient and we're going to raise the floor on it. And so mm -hmm. usually that's around this, like, I think most people know who they want to work with. I think a lot of them know what, what they want to offer. Yeah. Um, those things can always be improved and they do iterate and evolve over time where most people really get tripped up is, you know, they don't understand the difference between marketing and sales. And so mm -hmm. we spend a lot of time uh, making sure that we're clear about the difference between the two. And what we want to do is use our marketing uh, to efficiently and effectively move people into a sales conversation as, as soon as possible. Right. Um, and if you can do that, then you can build a business that actually mm. funds your lifestyle, the lifestyle that you want to live instead of making being an entrepreneur, your mm. lifestyle, which is spending all day long in your business, you know, to earn um, a less than um, 
a, a, a return on investment that's just not big enough. If you're working 10 hours a day, um, you should be making some serious cash. You know, mm. you know, for me, two hours a day, 10K a month, that's, I'm good. Absolutely. It allows me to do what I really want to do with my life. Mm, absolutely. And so you said a lot there that's extremely impactful. So what I would like to do is 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 repeat back to you what it sounds like you're saying to me and in, in anything that I get wrong, please uh, correct. The first thing is is um, when when work with a client, getting them to understand like going and asking them what it is that they really want, um you know how how and usually they're gonna say time or money. And so you know once figuring out, okay, well, how much money do you want? they tell you then it, from what it sounds like to me, the major question here in the beginning is like, what is it that you want the money for, right? Or what is it that you actually want the more time for? What would you be doing if you received that money in time that you you claim that you want? Like, is am I am I accurate to say that? That's exactly right. It's money, money, and the income that you generate is a side effect of doing work that's worth doing with people you care about. It's not, it's not the, it's not the end. It's, it's a side effect. It's a means. Mm. And what I do is I help people create that forcing function. That's going to help them keep their eyes on their prize about what really matters to them. Mm. Uh, so that, and, and we're going to let the money fall into its proper place, which is it's just naturally occurring from doing that work. So for instance, for me and my wife, it the forcing function for me getting my business back on track in terms of how much time and attention and money I was investing in it was we wanted to be full-time grandparents. We take care of our grandson eight, nine hours a day, five days a week for my son and daughter-in-law. Um, I can't work 10 hours a day on my coaching business. So I'm going to spend nine hours a day with my grandson. So mm -hmm. I literally created a, so how do I design a business that allows me to work two hours in the morning on my business? Let's me go from seven to noon, just hanging out with my grandson. And then lets me go from noon to five o'clock on what I call flex time, which is I'm working with clients during that time if i have mm. client work to do at that time and if not i'm back to hanging out with my wife and my grandson but mm. you've got to decide with the boundaries and guardrails what you allow in and what you keep out and so you know if you're just chasing money there will never be enough and you'll always find yourself doing more mm. and chasing more but when you are focused on what really matters yeah then it's a lot easier to not let all the the things that don't matter creep in and start Absolutely. to take your time and attention. Mm, that thank you for sharing that. And mm. then so from there, next thing is figuring out where where people really are. Um, you mentioned that um, a lot of people tend to don't really want to answer this. I have found this uh, to be true myself. Um, like really fast, if you don't mind, like like what do you feel like a, a person should? I guess like kind of accept or uh, like whether it's mentally or emotionally accept or, or, you know, get rid of in order to easily just begin to be real with themselves about where they currently are and the resources they have, as you mentioned, is very important. Um, I, I'm not absolutely clear on the question. Just I guess like, I guess. Or... So I, I, th I think there's a lot of people that like have problems figuring out where they are due to beliefs they hold. Oh, 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 yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and I would, I would go a step further and say false beliefs. 
Mm. Right. So again, we are creatures that live most of our lives on autopilot. You know, there's most of our thoughts and actions are just repeating what, what we did the day before and the day before and the day before. And we're not bringing our conscious awareness and paying attention to like what's actually going on here. And so part of it is like that whole idea of the audit, like, Hey, what happens if I actually pay attention to how I spend my time? You know, when mm -hmm. I designed that calendar, I described where I work two hours in the morning, spend mm -hmm. time with my grandson in, in the, uh, for the rest of the morning and then flex time in the afternoon. You know, that was a result of seeing how I just like woke up at five in the morning and I just kind of worked all day. Mm. And that's not, that's not actually living, right? That's mm. <clears throat> so, um, but that was my, my false belief was this is what entrepreneurship is. This is what it means to be, have a business that, you know, you, you, you work hard, you are productive, blah, 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 blah. Well, Productivity is not progress. And if you mm. want to, you know, if if receiving praise and attention for being productive is something that really matters to you, well, then by all means, grind your face off and 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 you know, follow Gary Vee and and be the the hustle and grind person. Mm. Um, if you actually like want to spend time with the people that you care about and do meaningful work that you know fills you with a sense of fulfillment but actually helps people get where they want to be then you need to be a little bit more thoughtful and deliberate about how you do that so that you know that idea of getting as clear as you can at the beginning about where you're going like you have to know what is that thing that really matters because the money and the time doesn't matter if it's not being well spent what are you wanting to spend it on? Mm. And then what? how are you spending your money and time now? Mm. And how can we, so the very first exercise I call recapture and reallocate. We literally do an audit of where all the money's going, where all the time's going, okay. where all your attention is going. And we reallocate, we recapture the resources that you're wasting. Mm. And we put them towards the things that are going to help you get closer to the thing that you say you want which is which is those big three things and 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 that's the only thing that matters Com completely makes sense and, and thank you for sharing um what you do today why you do what you do today um it, it's very inspiring to uh see someone that is intentional about the things that matter most which as you've mentioned time and time again here is actually spending time with those you love um those that matter uh, to you and then even in your 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 work you're you're doing business with people that you want to spend time with and that you want to positively impact and so um, i want to say thank you for sharing that um you know i know we have to get ready to get out of here very soon so uh, you know really fast i want to ask you my last two or three questions the the first question here is what is one personal development practice that you have that helps you grow as an entrepreneur I think that the most important thing anyone can do is make sure that you are practicing generosity and gratitude every day. Mm -hmm. um, generosity and gratitude are scientifically proven to be the fastest and most effective way to boost your mood. Uh, being an entrepreneur sometimes feels lonely. Sometimes it feels hard and it's easy to um, you know, fall into a, a doom spiral um, when things are not going your way, uh, the way that I 
have always thought, you know, so I've been a freelancer all my life. I was, you know, a musician is a, a freelancer is someone that only makes is only making a living when they have a gig. And when you're a musician, you're only making a living when you have a gig. Mm. And, <clears throat> you know, I'm obviously not uh, a household name when it comes to guitar players. Um, so I was not, you know, playing uh, Wembley Hall or, uh, um, you know, all the famous venues. I I made a I made a really good living mm. playing local gigs at local venues uh, and making sure that I was able to spend as much time as I could with my my wife and kids. And from time to time, I'd be playing, you know, some crappy dive bar uh, for a bunch of people that weren't really paying attention. Uh, you know, there was maybe a football game going on on the TV in the corner and uh, it would be very easy to, you know, and I worked with plenty of musicians that were, you know, those bitter jaded guys that would whine and, and uh, you know, moan and groan about nobody's paying attention and not, we're not playing enough of my songs. And, you know, why, why, why did this band make it? And I'm not making it blah, 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 blah. And I would just, I would always be like, Hey, this is the work you get to do. It's not the work you have to do. If you, if, you know, if you don't want to do this, go back and get a teaching job or go get any other kind. Like I, you know, I'm high. I, I have, I have plenty of skills. I could go get a, 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 a nine to five. I could, I could get a corporate gig in a, in a second. Um, that's not what I want. What I want is to do this. And I am grateful for the privilege of being able to do work that I get to do mm. that I don't have to do. And mm. it would change the way that not only I felt at that moment, but it would also change the way those gigs often went. I was able to win crowds over just by virtue of the fact that I was actually really grateful that I was had this opportunity to be on stage sharing and creating this moment with them. Mm -hmm. So gratitude and generosity are, are um, the biggest ones for me. Thank you for sharing that. Very impactful practices. Um, the last thing I want to ask you here today, if there was a principle <clears throat> or practice that you weren't able to share today, and would like to share, what would it be? A principle or practice. Um, there's one, uh, you know, a lot of the folks that I work with are in midlife, that 40 to 65, their career is winding down. Uh, you know, they're becoming up empty nesters. Maybe they're undergoing some um, changes in their relationship status and, um, you know, can be a very lonely, confusing time because so much of our identity is in our roles and goals around family and how we make a living and that when those things are disappearing suddenly mm -hmm. we don't know who we are anymore and you know and you know we're asking that question like what what do i really want with the rest of my life and you know we don't have a lot of good answers because we haven't got a lot of support and training for how we think about that mm. um so there's a, a a quote that i keep close <clears throat> to mind every single day for Marcus Aurelius's meditations. And it, uh, the quote is, think of yourself as dead. You have lived your life. Now take what is left and live it properly. Um, mm. that the, the bottom line is, you know, the, mm. we're all going, our time on this planet is, you know, in the, in this form is going to end. And, mm. You know, what matters about your journey from womb to tomb is what you do with the time that you have. 
And so, you know, what does it mean to live your life properly? I, I believe it, it means um, uh, discovering and defining and developing and delivering your unique gifts um, and doing that through generous work that helps make a difference in the lives of other people. And, um, you, you know, so if you're, there's that just that quote makes me pay attention like hey you're almost 60 i know what the family average is uh i've more than half of my life is is behind me right now what am i going to do to make what whatever amount of time i have left as meaningful as possible and as fulfilling as possible because mm. that's as far as i know this is all i get i don't know what happens you know when when they put plant me in the ground. So I just think it's, um, you know, sometimes people say, well, that's really morbid. And and let's face it, a lot of people are, are have a real fear and anxiety around dying. But um, I, I think that de death is far less scary than having never lived. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. If you don't mind, can you please share that quote one more time? Yeah. Think of yourself as dead. You have lived your life. Now take what is left and live it properly. Man, very impactful. Definitely something I'm going to be marinating on on a daily basis. If you don't mind, please share with my audience where they could find you. Sure. Uh, you can find me at creativeonpurpose.com. Uh, most of the free content uh, is on my Substack publication, which is very easy to find on the website. And uh, if any of this has resonated, I email my list three times a week with insights that inspire intentional action for better living. And uh, I have a broadcast of my own where I push out content uh, and insights and inspiration from people like you and other inspiring people that, uh, that you can draw some insight and inspiration from as well. Mm, and they can find that on the website as well, correct? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for being here with me today, Scott. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate the difference that you make. Thank you. And to my listeners, I really do hope you take something from today's interview. There was a lot that we covered today, a lot of impactful information that would change your life or um, the life of someone that, that you know. So please um, use this content in your life, share it with others. Um, until next time, have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Daily Path Podcast. If you would like to launch your own podcast show to expand your reach, grow your network, and sign more premium clients for your business, visit dailypathacademy.com to learn how we can help you launch an impactful podcast that changes lives around the world and acquires high-ticket clients for your business. That's dailypathacademy.com.